Good morning, church. Hope you are doing well today. It's always a joy uh, to come together to worship our one true God and King together and, and praise His name to open up His Word that He's blessed us. We serve a God who's, who's come to us and given His Word, and we're thankful for that. Makes Himself known. Today we're going to be in Psalm 96. Um, if you'd like a Bible there in the pews in front of you, feel free to take it home if you need one or would like one. Uh, Psalm 96 will be on page 467. And today, as we look at Psalm 96, it'll be a psalm of rejoicing and shouting and of celebration. Come all people, come and worship the Holy God. You know, I was thinking of, of celebration. I'm, I'm someone... I, I know I need to continue to grow in my celebration. That's an area I need to grow as I, I'm reading this and studying this. But I, I want you to think of someone that you might know that, that celebrates well. Who is someone that celebrates well? Think of maybe graduation. I can think of graduation people shouting and celebrating there. Uh, for me, uh, I think of a, a friend I had in college. Every Sunday during football season, in college, at 3 o'clock, we met on the band practice field, and we played tackle football. We had four teams lined up, and it was a fun time. And the last game of the year, it was bragging rights. It's freshmen and seniors versus sophomores and juniors. A big game. And my friend in preparation, who's a huge Deion Sanders fan, his, name, or his number was 2-1, 21. So the night before the game, he goes out to the band practice field and he draws a 21-yard line on both sides of the field. And we come out in, in the surprise and he's so pumped. Yeah, 2-1. And anytime the ball got on the 21-yard line, we knew where the ball was going. And everyone's getting giddy and excited about what's about to happen. And when his team scored, uh, there was a huge celebration. They had gone uh, into the bushes and they had hidden surprises. They come out with poppers. So they score a touchdown and it's this backyard tackle game. And they're like shooting poppers everywhere, going around celebrating, gameplay stops for a while, and just rejoicing. It just brings joy at seeing this guy celebrate, a whole team celebrate together. And I think later in the game, a big hit was made. And uh, he takes his shirt off, and he's just running around, yelling, ah, ah, just celebrating the hit. And gameplay stops for 15 minutes in the midst of his celebration, and, and other people coming to celebrate. And celebrating, we, we come and we celebrate a great God, a holy God. And that's what we're going to do today. Let's continue to grow in our celebration and worshiping the one true God. Psalm 96. Oh, sing to the Lord. This, this use of word here, this is Yahweh, the covenant language. Oh, sing to the Lord, Yahweh, a new song. Sing to Yahweh, all the earth. Sing to Yahweh, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is Yahweh and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But Yahweh made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord 
It's described, come, commit, give, give to the Lord. Yahweh, O families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to Yahweh glory through his name. Bring an offering. Come into his courts. Worship Yahweh in splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, Yahweh reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. And let the heavens be glad. And let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exalt and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before Yahweh. For he comes. For he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. Let's pray. Father, we praise you. The one true holy God. You are worthy of all of our praise. Father, continue to direct our eyes, our hearts, our lives unto you. Help us to behold you, the one true God. And help us to declare your greatness, your glory amongst all peoples, Father. We long to see you work in and through our lives. We long to continue to rejoice in you, the living God. And it's in your sons that we pray. Amen. All right, Psalm 96, it starts off verses 1 through 6. Yahweh, he is holy and he is worthy of all praise. And I have up here on the text, we got some different colors here. So, so blue is, is the commands that are given in these first six verses. Purple is the covenant name of God, Yahweh, your Lord. And then the green is what are, what are we to do? What is being given unto the Lord? A new song, all the earth. And then in orange we see attributes. It might be yellow. The attributes that are kind of given to God. And then red, who is this? Who do we declare this to? It's all peoples. Just wanted y'all to give an idea of what this might look like as we break down the text. So the psalmist here, sing to Yahweh a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. This declaration of singing, it's an indicative of, of a war cry, a victory. God has, has given a victory, and we see that salvation. Tell his salvation from day to day. So this is likely a psalm uh, that, that he's rejoicing in a salvation that the Lord has given. It's not from the, the hand of a man, but it's clearly from the Lord. And this is likely after Israel has been in exile and they've returned. So there's this joy of salvation that comes. And we sing as the Lord works, as the Lord has brought salvation, the response is called to sing and glorify his name. All the earth, come and sing, all the earth, bless, tell of his salvation day to day. Church, we sing some new songs today. We're going to continue to sing new songs. As the Lord continues to work in and through our lives, let's continue to sing and rejoice how God is working, celebrating his majesty, his glory, his salvation. We have salvation in Jesus Christ. We could sing about that. We'll never stop singing about that. We'll sing about it forever. Sing unto the Lord. Tell of his salvation day to day. 
And he goes on to say, as you're singing unto the Lord, strike up this song. He goes, now what are we saying? Declare his glory. We're going to declare his glory among the nations. And we're going to declare his marvelous works among all peoples. Yeah, we, are, we serve a glorious God who works mightily. And we testify. That's what we want to do as a church. We want to testify the greatness of God. That's why we read the word of God every time that we're gathering here on service on Sunday mornings. That's why we testify of how the, word, the Lord is working in our services. We do it in our small groups, in our discipleship groups. We testify how the Lord is working in our members' meetings. We're constantly, let us constantly share and declare, this is how God is working. He is a glorious God. Come and behold Him. Let's praise Him. Since He is to be feared above all gods. Right here we see a separation uh, of Yahweh versus all the other gods. For all the gods of peoples are worthless idols. Uh, a distinguishment here. There is a covenant God, Yahweh, who is holy to be praised and to be feared, respected above all, all the gods because all the other gods of peoples are worthless idols. They're created by the hands of man. But, the, but Yahweh, He is the creator. He made the heavens. See the distinguishment there. The psalmist is saying, God is holy and one and true above all. Let's declare that to, to all peoples. There is a one true God, Yahweh, who is worthy of all praise. And everything else is worthless before him. But come and worship the one who made the heavens. And we see what else is in the attributes of God, his splendor, his majesty. They're ever before him. His strength, he's strong, but yet also his beauty are in his sanctuary. What a holy God that we serve. Let's continue to reflect and remember on the greatness and, and holiness of God and, and worship Him. And, and these idols in, in America, in America we've been impacted by the Enlightenment, I would say, that happened. And in the Enlightenment, the, the shift has been focused on of worshiping the God to a focus on uh, an understanding of, of truth of what you could see and understand and observe the facts that you can kind of see. And so there's almost a rejection of God that's kind of been a movement amongst us in, in America. So our idols, they might look a little bit different than, than what you might see in other countries. The idols uh, that we might worship, though, I would say are still created. They're still created things, right? It could be money. You know, maybe we're, we're pursuing money. That's our hope. That's our provision. That's what gives us joy. That's our protection. You know, it could be money. It could be, it could be food. Food's your comfort. It could be medicine. If I just had this medicine, or i got to have this medicine uh, to, to be good. Or only if I had this medicine, then I would be healed. It could be social media. Longing to, 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 to be praised. You're setting yourself up to be worshipped and glorified. You want the comments. You want the likes. You want the retweets. 
It could be someone that you follow on social media. It could be someone else that you, you idolize a person. You want to do everything like them. You'd make your own decisions because this is, this is what they do. They're, there's a worship. You give money unto them. Church, I just want to encourage us. There might be different ways that, that we're idolizing, but we can only give to God the praise and worship that is due unto God. We can very quickly fall into praising and worship other created things in, in our lives uh, around us. Let's just be, be careful and give to God the glory that he is due. Yes, these things are good. Money is good. It's helpful for us. Medicine is good and helpful for us. God is, has given it to us. Social media, there's nothing wrong with social media. All these things, uh, they're, all, they're all good things in their proper respect, but let's not set them up and worship them instead of the one true God. If we need healing, if, if we need hope, if we need protection, if we need joy, let us turn to God. Let us turn to God first and worship Him. Because we see He is great and He is above all things. And He has created all things. He's worthy of praise. So now as the psalmist says, Go and declare this glorious of God to all the nations. And now he's turning his attention to the nations, to all the peoples. He's saying, come, come to me, come give, commit to him, ascribe to Yahweh. It's an invitation. Ascribe to Yahweh, families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Come and praise his name. Give the glory due to him. Come and bring an offering unto him. Come and tremble before him. Come and see him. Come and respect him. Come and see him before all the earth. And this is, this is Israel. They just had salvation. It's also likely being saved from another nation that, that's come upon them. We don't know all the details. But now, just out of this salvation, now they're calling the other people to come and, come and work, worship this one God who brings salvation. Come and behold him. The one true God. Bring your offering. Worship him. You're telling him how to do it. The joy that, that is here. Church, this is, this is what we're called to do. We're called to invite others in to worship the one true God. And if we're talking about all the families of the people, if we're talking about all the nations, all the earth, then it's going to want to be people that don't look like you. It's going to be people that don't smell like you, that don't enjoy the things that you enjoy doing, that, that don't wear the same clothes as you, that don't have the same job as you, uh, that may not enjoy the same music as you. There's going to be a diversity of all peoples. We're going to look different. In church, we should start to look like our, our community around us. As if we're engaging our whole community around us, in a local sense, we should see that impacting in, in our church as well as we gather. What unites us as a church is rejoicing in the one true God, worshiping Him. That's how all, these, all of us can come together differently. It's because we come together and we behold the one true God and worship Him. It's through the blood of Jesus Christ that we find unity. Let us always have that before us. And I want to encourage, uh, if there's anyone here today, maybe you've not come before God and, and worshiped Him. Maybe you're not familiar with His salvation. 
Man, today, come. Come today and behold the one true God. In, in our sin and humanity, from the beginning of Adam and Eve, we see the disobedience, a, a desire to be like God, even of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and sin pervades throughout. It impacts us to this day. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But God in His love and mercy has provided a way of salvation for us today. And that's through the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, fully God, humbled Himself. He took on flesh, became man. And in His humanity, He lived a perfect, sinless life, never disobeyed. He's the one person that deserved never to die. The one person that deserved to be in the presence of God and His glory forever. He is God. But He was killed. He gave up His life on, on our behalf by those He came to save. And He took the full wrath of God. Not only did He face the consequence of death, He faced the full wrath of God. But in three days later, He rose from the grave. Victorious, he defeated death. He defeated sin. He, he provided a way for us to be restored to God, to no longer be called an enemy of God, but to be called a child of God. To be before him all of our days, worshiping in joy. To be saved. Saved from our sin, from our flesh, from the enemy, from this world, and saved unto God in his joy and his presence and his love. Invite you today to come into that love and that joy. Turn from your sins. Turn from a life of seeking after the world, seeking your own desires of flesh, and trust in the work of Jesus Christ. And seek to honor God. Trust that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, that He is the one true God. Follow Him, honor Him, and there will be a new creation. I encourage you, you can pray. How do, you, how do I do this? It starts with prayer. Say, God, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. I am a sinner. Save me from my sins. I need salvation. And when that salvation comes, we will celebrate. It will be a great day of celebration. And even the heavens celebrate with joy that someone, an enemy, has become a child of God. I invite you to that today. Come and talk to someone. Grab anyone. Let's pray. Pray to God unto yourself. We want to celebrate um, how God is working. Let us know how God is working in your life. And come and worship the one true God. Right, as the psalmist is inviting everyone to come and worship the one true God, he now turns his attention back to the Israelites and saying, Go among the nations. Say alone, Yahweh reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. This world being established, it shall never be moved. God is the one that created the world. It is here. And, and God's reign is sure. It's not going anywhere. His, his reign is here. Yahweh reigns. And he's going to judge all peoples with equity. There's a righteous judgment that comes from God. We, we know... Our judgment in this world that, that we see judgment, it's, also, it's often broken. There's not a righteous judgment. 
not everyone knows everything. No one's omniscient, can know all the details. And, and we as people, we're broken sinners. But we know we serve a one true God who's going to come and bring righteous judgment one day. And one of the judgments will be, there are two, two people. There are those that the judgment has been upon Jesus Christ and the wrath has already been poured out upon him. And it is the judgment of those that have dishonored God and not worshipped him, cannot come before him, and they will face the wrath of God uh, on the final day of judgment. And that is a day of great distress and sorrow. So know, everyone know, God is coming. His judgment is coming and it is true. And you cannot hide from God. And it's not only the people, is it not only the nations who rejoice in God and His righteousness, His holiness, but now we see in verse 11, the heavens. The psalmist is turning up even broader and wider. Let the heavens, the created heavens, be glad. Let the earth, everything in the earth now rejoice. The sea, everything in it, the field, everything in it, and the trees are singing because they know that God is coming. Yahweh is coming. There's much rejoicing. It's reminiscent of Christ coming into Jerusalem. Now, if these people do not cry out and sing, the stones will. God is here. God is coming. Church, we know Jesus is coming back one day. He's coming, it's true. And he's coming to judge the earth and his righteousness and the people and his faithfulness. We take so much joy in, in the righteous judgment that's coming of God. The heavens and the whole earth do. They're longing for this righteous judgment and the faithfulness that God has unto the peoples, his peoples. And just thinking of Israel, this whole language, this covenant language of God, Yahweh, I am, the name he was given to, to Israel as they were in slavery, being freed from slavery of Egypt, going into the promised land. This is that name he says, this is the promise I have given you and I'm going to work it. And this is what we see in Jesus. We rejoice in his coming. We were slaves to sin. But through Jesus Christ, we have been given victory. He's fulfilling his promises. And we know that there will be a new land, a new heavens, a new earth to come and worship him all our days in, in his presence. God is faithful unto his word. He will come. Jesus will come again. So church, I want us to continue to, to celebrate. We worship a great and holy God. He's worthy of all of our praise, everything that we have. And as we celebrate and worship Him, and as we grow to know Him more, it should lead us to go and tell others, because your joy you can't hold back. Come. Come and see. Come and behold this God that I worship. Come and see how He's worked in my life. Come and see how He's worked in my brother's life, in my sister's life. Come and behold this great and glorious God and let us worship him together because he reigns on high. He is righteous. He has made a way for us to be restored with him. And we will worship him all together, people of all the earth, and glorify his name. So come, come and do that. Church, let's be a church that goes and proclaims among all people 
We serve a great and holy God who reigns, and he has love and mercy for all peoples who come unto him and ask. Let, let us pray. Father, you're a great and holy God. Worthy of all praise. Father, help us to remember, help us to reflect on, on your gloriousness, your attributes, Father, that you are greater than anything on this earth, anything that we can love on this earth. Our love for you should be so much greater because you are so much more. Father, incline our hearts to you. Father, help us to, to be a church that celebrates mightily, that we can be a church that celebrates with all of our might at the salvation that you bring and how you work in and through our lives, our hope, our provider. Father, help us to worship you. And Father, continue to raise up men and women and children who will grow up to testify your name, who will go amongst all peoples. Father, we pray to the ends of the earth. But we know it is your will that they will worship you. Father, may we be, be your ambassadors to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to everyone. For you are worthy of praise and you are great and you are faithful. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen.